Matthew chapter 5 and verse number 13. Um, there is a word from the Lord. The Bible says, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? Um, it, is, it is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. I want to minister part two of where we started Sunday. Make it better. Make it better. Uh, just a quick review. Thank you, gentlemen. A quick review from this past Sunday. We begin to talk about the importance of us understanding that Jesus calls every believer salt. And if Jesus calls every believer salt, then we need to get an understanding of what salt consists of in order for us to manifest the revelation of what he calls us. Do you know it's important what you call a thing? That was a question. Uh, do you know it's important what you call a thing? And um, at, uh, what you call it is identified by that. Uh, it begins to manifest that thing. So we have to be careful, as I often tell you, what you call a thing. That's why you can't call yourself unsuccessful. Did I go to somebody else's church? We usually talk back. Uh, 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 you can't call yourself uh, uh, um, unfaithful. You can't say that you'll never succeed. You ne can't say that you'll never get into certain places because what you speak begins to manifest. Y'all sleepy? What, what, you, what you speak begins to manifest. And so it's important for you to understand that we must be careful what we call a thing. So Jesus always used words intentionally. So when he calls you salt, we've got to manifest that salt. Let's go back to Matthew 28, 16. Let's go there. Matthew 28, 16. We're going to look at the word here very quickly. If you all can put that up for me. Matthew 28, verse number 16. The Bible says, then the 11 disciples went away to Galilee. Uh, to the mountain which Jesus had appointed for them. Next verse. Um, and uh, glory to God. When they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority had been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, of all nations. If you were here Sunday, remember that I told you that a nation, the Greek word for nation is what? What was it? It was really close. Ethnos. Thank you. At least you tried, baby. The rest of them just sat there and looked at me like I was crazy. But y'all was typing stuff like you was taking notes, so I'm confused. Uh, uh, the reason why we teach on Sunday is so you can actually remember and actually apply. So I'm going to try that again, and you're going to answer. And if you don't have it written down, you're going to write it down because I'm not raising up Christians to hear me preach. I'm raising up Christians to change the world. And in order for you to change the world, you've got to actually know the word and apply the word. Are you in here today? It was sad because none even of y'all pastors could say it. So it's just a really sad situation. So I'm going to say it again. Uh, when we say, when we say uh, the word nation, what is the word in the Greek? Ethnos, thank you. Which means, anybody remember what it means? Huh? Come on, Janet, you win in the day. Start stooping me. It's, your, it's a people group around a particular set of culture or, or ideas or ways of thinking. Are you getting that tonight, right? And so what we talked about Sunday is that every one of us are called to go into some nation, into some world, into some place. We are called to go into some people group. If you remember on Sunday, and obviously you don't, so I'm happy that I'm going over it again, is that uh, from Sunday we taught you that the people group could be any particular place around culture and customs. So the ghetto is a nation. Uh, 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 we talked about how entertainment and arts, a nation, right? Uh, it's a world. It's a place. It has its own way of operating, its own way of thinking. And each and every one of you have been designed by God to go into some world. Can I say this to you? You will not 
feel totally fulfilled in life until you find out what nation you're called to. You, you, will feel, you will feel a limited amount of fulfillment as long as you're just, you know, kind of rotating through life, operating through life. So you've got to go on the journey. Apostle Sherman, how do I go on the journey? You have to go back to the manufacturer. If you want to know what world you were made for, you've got to actually ask God. And asking God does not mean a one-time prayer, but that means being steadfast in the presence of the Lord until you get an answer. Are you hearing me tonight? Because some of us, after we pray one time, we expected to get some answer, and we were mad at God because God did not answer us on our timing. But many of us need to understand that oftentimes you got to get rid of a whole bunch of layers of flesh in order for you to hear what God is saying to you. Anybody been there before? It was That's what fasting does. Fasting cuts back your flesh so that you can be able to hear and understand what God is saying to you. Hunt somebody next to you and say, God is talking. Can you hear him? So he wants to tell you what nation that you are called to. And as we go into these nations, we're not called to create a counterculture. That's what we've been talking about. But we've called to go in and infiltrate the culture. Whatever that culture is, we're supposed to infiltrate it. And so this is what that series Enlisted is all about. How do we do this? How do we operate in this? And the, one of the main things that we talked about Sunday is that salt, one of the things about salt that's very important, that salt in Jesus' day was extremely valuable extremely valuable that that even Romans paid their soldiers with salt and so one of the things that you have to understand that you're called to do as a believer is to add value okay can I tell you this if you're not adding you're subtracting if, if you're not adding you're subtracting uh, if, you, if you're not giving you're taking away it's important that you manifest and give somebody say I'm going to add value now, it is difficult, it is difficult to add value if you don't think you're valuable. And the Lord took me back to this point today because he told me there would be some people under the sound of my voice who, who really cannot add value because they don't feel like they're valuable. See, the enemy's goal is to make you feel this way because he knows if I make you feel from a place where you're, un you're not valuable, then you won't manifest your, 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 your vision. You will not manifest the, the, the destiny of your life. You will not manifest what God calls you to do because you'll feel like you have nothing to give. Now, y'all can sit in them brown chairs and look at black chairs and brown chairs. Look at me like that if you want to. But there's some of you in here today where the enemy has done very well with you to make you feel as if you are not valuable. I speak to you prophetically today that I want you to know there's something in it. the Bible says we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency the power will not be of ourselves but it be of God would you look at somebody and say you got value you've got value you've got value and 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 listen to me what you say matters if I could just, if I could, because if you, thank you, Pastor, uh, man of God, uh, called you Pastor Vernell. I mean, is that prophetic? I don't know. Uh, but we, we're going to, we, but God, God began to say tonight, he, he began to say to me, he said, Sherman, I need you to help my people understand that, that, that there's something in them. There's something in them. And I need to pause for a minute because I can feel the resistance in the Holy Ghost because some of you are fighting against that. You can't barely receive the revelation, you know? You can't barely receive the understanding that you have something valuable because the enemy is made 
made us feel like we're called to just just live life be a good mama be a good daddy and that's important that's kingdom too you want to have strong families strong families display the kingdom of God if there's no strong families it's telling you there's something wrong hello I said something there. If marriages are not strong, that means there's a leaky faucet somewhere. Something's broken. Glory to God. That's why we have been focusing on trying to push into marriages. I thank God for Pastors Keith and Shasta Jefferson who, who raised up uh, Marriage Matters and, and gathers these couples together and begins to pour into them and raise them up. Are you under strong family? Somebody say strong family. I thank God for our men that are rising up because I believe without a shadow of doubt according to the scripture that it begins with the man. You don't have to say amen. It begins with the man. So I thank God that our men are rising up because I don't want to just read, raise up people that know the Bible. We need to start with the man so the man can build a strong family and the strong family can exhibit the kingdom. Y'all ought to say amen in here. You got to understand your value. You got something to give. And if you don't understand that you have something to give, you're going to sit on it. Can I give this to you tonight? You've got to understand your value. It cannot always come from somebody else. Oh, God. Because it, some of us, you find your value on detonate nights. And you, you, you come, sorry, cameraman. You come over here and you get, you get in the line. And the reason why you come every single month, and I'm not trying to tell you not to come to, for prophetic ministry, but some of us, the reason why we get in this line to come every month is that's the only time we feel valuable. I know I'm right. It's the only time we feel valuable. So when we stand, give me two people from the prophetic team real fast. Move. And, and uh, thank you. And so, so, so you, 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 you y'all stand here like you're about to prophesy to me. And y'all just say, I mean, you just feel the, just the value of God. I mean, they prophesy. I mean, you just feel so valuable until you get to that car. Until you get to that car. So you start driving home, and that devil starts telling you, you know, that was just a lie. That was just fake. I don't even know why you get in that line. Them people don't really know what they're talking about. That was just games and magic, and they don't even really understand God. And so the devil starts playing with your head, and he starts messing with you while you're driving. And by the time you get home and get in your bed, you've lost all that value. And this is what I'm trying to tell you. You've got to understand what the manufacturer has said about you for yourself. Hello! You've got to know it for yourself. And in those moments, thank you, ladies, in that moments when you are being a attacked by the enemy and he's attacking your value you've got to use both them words that you got by prophecy and the written word in those 66 books of the bible and you've got a war with it why y'all looking like some punks in here i need some warriors who are willing to say i'm going to raise up take the word of god and i'm about to cut this full head off you're not going to tell me i'm not valuable you got to fight for yourself you can't always get a deliverance appointment. It's not going to be always we're calling, you know, oh, I need to talk to the pastor that's beside me. I need to talk to somebody that's helping me. Oh, I need one of the leaders. What can you, if you can't stand alone sometimes in prayer. David said you have to encourage yourself. He encouraged himself in the Lord. All of this stuff that I'm talking about today is valuable, right? And God wants all of those systems in place to help you. But I need you to know there has to be an internal agreement. 
going to stay right here today. If you don't, if you don't, if you don't come, it, how do you become in agreement with God? You got to come out of agreement with hell. How do I show my agreement? I have to believe it in my heart. That's how you got saved. The remedy, the, the way that you got saved and believing in your heart and confessing in your mouth is the way you walk into every breakthrough you want in life. Oh, my God, just gave you a formula that you think was just a one-time formula. The, the way that you walk into the breakthrough that belongs to you is the same way you got saved. Believe in your heart. Confess with your mouth, y'all. Believe in your heart. I hope you're getting this tonight. And I hope when I ask you what I talked about on Wednesday, on Sunday, you can dare back to me and not look at me strange. Believe in your heart. Confess with your mouth. Look at your neighbor. Say, believe in your heart. Confess with your mouth. Are you getting this? So you won't add value if you don't feel like you're valuable. If you don't feel like your song is valuable, you won't write it. If you don't feel like your blog is valuable, if you don't feel like your book is valuable, valuable, if you don't think your business plan is valuable, if you don't think that it makes any sense for you to go to school and get your degree because who am I? What difference am I going to make? Then you'll never do it. Today, uh, uh, today, uh, uh, well, while we were sleeping, rather, a man died that changed the world. Uh, evangelist Billy Graham changed the world, but he changed the world because he believed he could. He believed he could. One young man who believed that God would use him began to go around the world. Before stadiums were filled with Christians, he was the pioneer to do it. And he filled stadiums upon stadiums with people and thousands upon thousands and millions came to the Lord because one person believed they had value. To say you don't have value is to say that God's not valuable. God in you, the hope of glory. He's in you. That's, that's important tonight. And that's important. That he's in you. So, so look, look at it. It don't matter how crazy you are. If you are a spirit, if you, if you are a believer, if you're a believer who's confessed with your mouth and believed in your heart, God is in you. It, it don't matter how, how crazy you may act. Sometimes God is in you. I just need you to hit somebody around you and tell them God is in you. And if God is in you, there's value in you. You're valuable. You're valuable. So it matters what you do, what you say, where you go. Are you catching this tonight? All right. So one of the main things salt does is that salt imparts flavor and improves the taste of food. Right? It imparts flavor. So, so that, means, that means we as Christians, we add, we add the flavor to the world. What some of you don't understand is that much of what has been created, much of even what you hear, let's go to entertainment and arts. A lot of stuff that you hear in entertainment and arts, especially in music, ain't nothing but some people who got stuff from the church world and took sounds and took them. Most of these people, if you really check their record, you'll find out they ain't nothing but church kids. 
who were who were, who were who were in the house of God that were taking that went into that. What are you trying to say? We are raising up salt to be able to go into that world. And the the reason why Missy and you don't have to agree with all her music because I don't. But the reason why Missy Elliott is as tight as she is and as amazing as she is, do people still say tight? If not, I didn't saying it today because I did. Uh, uh, it's important that that you realize this: that the reason why her music is as hot as it is. It's because she got trained in the house of God. And went out into the world and added flavor. Amen. So you've got to understand that God is preparing you to add. So if it's, if it's, um, if it's, if it's, if it's to go into the medical field. You, how, do, how do you add flavor? When you show up, you come up with innovative ideas. Okay. If you're okay with just going whatever plan has been planned, you're going to miss out on what God wants to do. Here's a word for you. Here's a prophetic word for all of you. You are creative. I know, I know some of you, you like to tell that stupid statement that I am not creative. Well, then you're saying God doesn't live in you. Because the reality is, is that God is living inside of you, and he stepped out on a plane where there was nothing, and he said, let there be, and things begin to come into place, and things begin to come into matter manifestation is because he's a creator and the bible says and you are made in the image and in the likeness of god almighty hit somebody next to you and tell them you're creative so we don't just show up we create the more you season the more money you make The more you season, the more money you make. Innovative ideas, things that people have never seen before. Stepping out of the box, adding to where you are, you're called to season it. I know some of you are frustrated with your family right now. I'd be frustrated if you want to. Or why don't you find out how are you supposed to season that thing? What are you supposed to do in that family? How are you supposed to bring change? Somebody say seasoning. I mean, just Laura's all over. In order for you to really understand what you're called to do, you've got to understand this. And I gave you to you Sunday. This is where I stop. This is where I'm going to continue today. It's that one of the main things that salt provides is that salt preserves. It causes for things to last. Causes for things to last. Okay, here's a concept about the kingdom of God that I want you to get tonight. Is it okay if I teach a little bit? Thank you, Pastor Greg. So here, here it is. Is, is that the kingdom of God, write this down, is from generation to generation. That's what the Bible says. That the kingdom of God is from generation to generation. And it says this of the kingdom of God, it says that it will have no end. The kingdom of God has no end. It's from generation to generation. So if that is the case, and you are a kingdom ambassador, your job while you're here on this earth is to make sure the plans, ideas, the things that God desires to happen in the earth last. That means that you cannot build from a singular mindset. Are you getting this? Is what you're building going to last? Is, is what you're a part of going to last? Or, or is it going to stop because one person dies? 
You know how many churches in the world, I'll just use the church world for a minute, fall apart because their pastor died? They don't fulfill their mission. They don't fulfill the plan of God. They, act, they end up arguing about who's next. Fights about it. First lady wants to be the pastor now. And, and the head deacon wants to be the pastor. So now we got to vote and figure out who's going to be who and all of this kind of stuff like this. But when you build... When you build understanding that it goes from generation to generation, you build secessionally. You build in secession. You make sure that it lasts beyond you. Somebody say last. So in order for salt to work, salt must be applied. Are you getting that? So there will be no perseverance. It will not preserve. It will not last if you're not applied to whatever world that you're called to. So this is again about the penetration. You cannot put yourself and make yourself separate. Right? So, so, so Sunday we commissioned educators. How many of you were here for that powerful moment? Right? So in, in, order, in order for these change agents of educators to make a difference, it cannot just be a job. Are you in here today? So if you're just clocking in, so you can get a check, you're going to miss out on your mission. If you're just clocking in and showing up, you're going to miss out on the fulfillment. What, what do you mean then, Apostle? When I show up, I have to find out how do I season, so I can, how do I apply myself to this atmosphere? How do I apply myself to this particular space? How do I get myself in the midst of it? Most Christians, Pastor Devondre, like to separate themselves. So at lunchtime, you get real deep. We get our Bible app out. Get our paper Bible, and we find a corner. We look real deep, you know, real ugly while we study in. Mm. Thank you, Lord. And we're doing all of that. When you forget, you're on assignment. Somebody say you're on assignment. I'm not taking away your lunch study time, but some of you, if you would go and study on other times, you can actually fulfill your mission at your job. So while you're there at lunchtime, you can be finding the right conversation to have. Y'all missing this, man. But if you just at work thinking, I just can't wait to go home. If you felt that way today, just wave your hand at me and don't lie. Come on. I just can't wait to go home. God wants to put you in a position where you're not thinking about going home, but you're thinking about fulfilling the mission. How do I apply myself to the atmosphere? That means in my conversations, Jasmine, my conversations must be fruitful. I, I, I start, Jesus was the most powerful conversation having made. He would just start talking to you. And by the time he got finished with you, man, you was all messed up. You were all jacked up. One conversation. Listen, let me tell you, you want to know one of the most powerful things you can do? Here it is. Hi, my name is, what's your name? That was just revelation. But let me tell you why. Because most Christians refuse to do it. Yeah, okay, 
Okay, okay. Let me tell you. If you want to have friends, show yourself friendly. And if you come to your job and just clock in and out, that's not the people that people get. Let me tell you, you get favor through relationships. I call y'all quiet in here. People will cross over you, cross over somebody else and move to you because they say it's just something about them. I can't explain it. I don't know why, but I feel like I'm supposed to give it to you. But as long as you just scrolling at lunchtime, don't want to talk to nobody else, you will not apply yourself to the atmosphere. Get somebody look like they sleepy and tell them apply yourself. I'm trying to give, I hope you're not, I hope it's not so practical that you're missing it. I'm trying to teach you how to change the world. You got to be humble. Somebody say get humble. You got to be humble. You can't come in places because sometimes people who would think there's something in the house of God, you take that same kind of mindset everywhere. You got to help Christians do that, you know, the head usher. And, and you know, I'm the head usher. And so then when you go to work, you take the head usher. You ain't no usher here. Are y'all in here today? You got to be humble. And if you, if you become humble in those places, God will elevate you. That's Bible. That's Bible. That's Bible. Let the greatest among you be a servant first. You got to find out how to get low as you can. I know y'all can drop it in this church. Get low as you can. I'm trying to tell you how to change the world. It is not just after you do that, something ought to be changed out there in the world. Are you understanding this today? Here's the question. What will you do different tomorrow? I'm not taking much longer. I'm just going to help you with this. What will you do different tomorrow to change the world? What conversations will you have? Some of the greatest favor I've gotten in life is because I showed myself friendly. Talking to one guy the other day, he told me, he said, when I first came around, he said, I was in, we were in a group of pastors around people. He said, you were the first person to actually be kind to me. And he said, and because you were kind to me and the rest of this group of pastors, you're the one that I connected with. Because you were kind. A smile goes. I know, I know, I know. Y'all want me to tell you. You know, you, you know, just fast 21 days and your breakthrough is going to come. No, some of you, you don't have a breakthrough because you frown too much. Are y'all hearing this tonight? Because you frown. You don't have a great personality. You want to know? You want to know one of the reasons why Barack Obama became the president of the United States of America? It was because of that smile. I don't care what y'all say. Uh, most of y'all black people just voted for him because he was black. You, you didn't study his credentials. You didn't care nothing about what he had done and where he been. You said he a black man and he going in that White House and I'm about to meet him in there. Y'all just, you know, y'all came out in droves and never came back again. I mean, we couldn't even get you back to make a decision about Hillary or, 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 or uh, 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 Trump. But one of the reasons why he won is because of his smile, the charisma that he carried. Can I give you some good teaching tonight? I don't care that you just have the power of God if you don't have the fruit. So some of us, we like the gifts of the Spirit, but you ain't got no fruit. Talk to me in here. You can.
can speak in tongues, but you ain't got no fruit. You have no fruit. So you've got to manifest Jesus at the highest level that you can. Are y'all getting this tonight? I'm doing my best to teach you. You've got you've to you've you've manifest him in every of your life. I mean, if this is not a family church, I don't know one. Um, so, 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 so here it is. I want to give this to you very quickly because I, I think it's important that I don't just skip over this. Somebody say the fruit of the Spirit. I'm going to go. Let's, let's, give me Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. <laughs> Galatians 5, verse number 22. For the fruit of the Spirit, are you with me? I said, are you with me? So the fruit of the Spirit is love. Okay, that, that word love there is agape, means the God kind of love. This kind of love has nothing to do with circumstances. Are y'all in here today? Doesn't matter what people do to you, God wants you to give that kind of love. No greater love has, have we known that, than this, that a man would lay down his life for his friend. Agape love, sacrificial God kind love of love. Are you getting this? So you can be filled with the Spirit, with the gifts of the Spirit, but if you're not walking in love, you will not be manifesting Jesus at the highest level that you can, which means that you will not attract what belongs to you. People are not going to be attracted to just your personality. They're going to be attracted to what's in you. Are you getting this today? Joy. Joy. If you're going to be salt, you got to have joy. Joy, again, is not circumstantial. Joy is supernatural. Your mom could die and you could still have joy. Are you understanding this? You could lose everything and you still have joy. Somebody say joy. Happiness and joy are different. Happiness is all circumstantial. You can have money and it make you happy. But as soon as that money gone, you sad. Come on, y'all. The day before you get that direct deposit, you are depressed. But then the next morning when you wake up in the morning, you check that account, oh, I'm happy again. It's circumstantial. Are you getting this? Peace. Peace, right? Not only, not only are you one who has peace in your storms, but you bring peace to situations. Do you only know how to bring craziness? I'm confused by spirit-filled believers that only know how to get crazy. Blessed are the peacemakers. Those that can bring peace. Am I boring you? Tell your face. Here's the next thing. Long-suffering. You got to have lasting power. One of the greatest fruits of the Spirit that the Lord has allowed me to have, and I thank him for it. I don't, I, and I, you know, I boasted my weakness, but, but, but I'm grateful for this. 
is that he's given me long-suffering, the ability to last with people. Okay? But I, I had to fight for that in prayer. Can I tell you my favorite prayer? Thank you, at least Crystal Johnson. I said, can I tell you my favorite prayer? It's rude to not respond to people, you rude people. Here it is. Here it is. Lord, help me to see them the way you see them. Help me to love them the way you love them. That they're going to mess you up. Because you can be angry, Danielle, and you pray that kind of prayer, and God will start showing you people and showing their journey to you, and you'll be like, oh, crap. I can't even be mad no more. You know, it's just like, you, you start getting filled with compassion. You start getting filled with the grace of God. Are you getting this today? Kindness. Because we're involved that, that smile, that, 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 that spirit. Are y'all, are y'all getting this tonight? Okay. Uh, uh, goodness. You got to be good to people around you. Here's the next thing. Faithfulness. I don't have time. Wish I did. Faithfulness. Faithfulness. Are you able to remain faithful to your assignments and your call? You cannot be moved by stuff. You've got to become faithful. The Spirit of God will empower you to do so. You don't have to do it alone. Um, what's the next? Come on. Verse 23. Gentleness. Right? So it's not always about laying hands in every situation. I'm not talking about impartation. I'm talking about some of you are ready to knock somebody out in many circumstances. So you got to learn how to be gentle. Here's the next thing, and last one that I'll give you tonight, and I'm going to give you this homework, is that I want you to study these. Somebody say study these. Each and every one of them, I want you to go online, find you a Bible dictionary, and I want you to find the definition of each and every one of these words and I want you to do this. I want you to write down how you're going to apply these fruits of the Spirit in the next year of your life. You're like, year, apostle? Yeah, because I'm not giving this to you for you think that you're about to perfect all of these fruits of the Spirit in one week. And then you frustrate it because you cut somebody out the next day. And he was like, I was trying to be gentle. What happened? And so I want you to work on it for a year, a year plan. Are y'all getting this tonight? A year plan, a year plan. I want you to set a reminder in your phone. Come on, put it in, in, in there somewhere. Write it down somewhere because this is your homework because I want you to look like Jesus at the highest level that you can so that you can manifest him and apply yourself to, pers- to allow yourself to be in a place to preserve things. Here's two more things I'm going to have. Come on, guys, that I'm going to give you today. Fire, uh, excuse me, uh, um, um, salt is a fire catalyst. Salt can cause for fire to break out. Push this fire to the next level, to the next spot. So each and every one of us, this is how revival spreads. Revival doesn't spread because of a church service. Revival doesn't spread because we gathered together and we had a a lot of praying in tongues and jumping around. Revival is spread because you applied yourself to an area. And when you applied yourself to the area, yeah, the fire might have sparked here, but when you went into that business, all of a sudden that fire spread there. 
Now all of a sudden people are getting healed, getting delivered, and they don't even know it's because you brought fire there. And they don't need to know. that you, Because God will send you in as a secret agent, and you'll begin to see that change happen and the victory come to pass because you were sent into that space. Somebody said, I'm going to walk up my assignment. How many of you really want revival? How many of you really want me to stop preaching so you can go home and get some sleep? I mean, I, I, thank you. I appreciate that hand over there. I saw you. Uh, 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 we... We, we really, there was a hand. Amen. I, 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 I appreciate the honesty in here because some of you are lying. <laughs> so so, so, so here, here's, the, here's the truth is that, is that God wants you to be a revival starter. It's not to be in a place and not be there. Some of you during the holidays, you were at your family dinner, but you weren't there. Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's. You were there, but you weren't there. How many atmospheres have you been in where you've been there, but you're not there? One of the greatest ways, Brittany, for us to become salt is this, to become present. Did you hear that tonight? Can you be in the moment? Inner says we're praying earlier, and they begin to pray for the focus of the people of God. Because we're so distracted that we can't even be in the moment that we're in. And when you're not in that moment, you can't be sensitive to what's happening. I'll say that, Lord. It's important for you to realize because when you're sensitive to the Lord, you'll realize some atmospheres have spirits connected to it and have certain things happening in it. And if you're not sensitive to God, you'll own what's only in the atmosphere and doesn't belong to you. Oh, man. So, so you'll, you'll end up thinking you're depressed, but you're not. <laughs> you just walked into a depressed atmosphere. And because you were not in the moment, you end up owning that depression and became distracted versus shifting the atmosphere and telling depression to go to hell and bring the light of God to the atmosphere. Tell somebody, I'm about to do this. I'm about to do this. When you're a spirit-filled believer, you'll walk in a place. Sometimes you can pick up on stuff. And you think it's you. Some of you, you've been free from lust for years and years and years, and you walked in a place, and all of a sudden you got fiery hot. I mean, just, you know, all kinds of sensations happen to you. And you start just owning that thing. Lord, I, didn't, I lost my deliverance. Jesus, what happened? Could it be that you just picked up on an atmosphere, but because you're not present, you don't know how to deal with it? So instead of speaking to it, you owned it? You got to start a fire. Every place you go, you've got to be committed to starting fire. Extending the fires of revival to the place where you are. Is this helping anybody tonight? Here's the last thing I'm going to give you. Let me get out of your hair. Salt, and this amazed me in my study time for now, is that I found out salt is a fertilizer. 
you, when you're applied to an atmosphere, a thing, a place, cause is growth. You cause growth in the place you apply to. So some things will not develop at the level they need to develop until you're applied. Until you get into position. Until you get into the right place. Here's your homework again. I want you to study Galatians 5. I want you to study the fruit of the Spirit. I want you to look it up through a Bible dictionary. And I want you to learn how you're going to apply it, how you're going to manifest it. 12-month plan. This is how I'm going to do it. I'm going to fix this in my attitude. I'm going to work on this. I'm going to move this out of the way. I'm going to take it step by step in order to do it. Because as you begin to manifest Christ at the highest level that you can, that's when you become the best kind of salt that you can be. Anybody got anything out of that tonight? Look at somebody next to you and say, I'm about to be salt. Come on, look at somebody around you and say, I'm about to be salt.